0: That's so on brand for you. So on brand. Yep, very on brand. Hey everyone, welcome to the That's So On Brand podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Mann. I'm a graphic designer and business coach, and I am endlessly fascinated by other people's passions. It's our passions that make us unique, relatable, and people that others want to work with and get to know. I'm on a mission to get people thinking about their story and how their life experiences have molded them into the entrepreneur, athlete, or professional that they are today. You may not be for everyone, but you are most definitely a person that someone out there needs right now. So join me every Wednesday to hear from aspiring entrepreneurs and small business owners and see just how unique, authentic, and inspiring each person's journey is. So let's get into it. Welcome back everyone. I have Jocelyn here today. Hey. Hi. Excited to have you on. I'm so excited um, to be here. A person who I connected to via Instagram, another person. So the best fun. place to connect to persons. <laughs> <laughs> to persons. <laughs> totally. So with that being said, tell my audience what you do. Yeah, so um, my name is Jocelyn. I am an
1: accountant. Um, I specialize in like bookkeeping, financial reporting. um, And then I also do some tax and payroll stuff, um, which, you know, once you get into payroll, you're talking like benefits and all that stuff. So anything that's kind of like boring about your business, I do it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And yeah, uh, so my business is Prosperity Accounting. And I've been doing it full time for, I guess we're coming up on the end of six months. So, oh you know, the first six months is crazy. And there's been a lot of growth in my business, especially with marketing and my brand voice. So I'm really excited to dive into that today.
0: I didn't even know it's only been six months. I thought it oh, been yeah. years at this point. That's awesome.
1: No, <laughs> no yeah. Just coming out really hot.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Well, good for yeah. you. Thank you. So where where did prosperity come from? I mean, I have an inkling, but yeah. what what's the name all about?
1: Yeah. So like prosperity, obviously, is about being successful and thriving. And to me, it was really important that it's not just about the monetary sense, because, yes, of course, we run our businesses and we want monetary success. Because if we didn't, we would have incorporated as a nonprofit, and that's not what most business owners do. Um, So really profit is kind of like an important aspect of our business, but really to me, it was about helping other businesses serve their clients and provide their clients and customers prosperity and success through their services and products. So really like being a... being in partnership with my clients so that we can bring their clients prosperity.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. So I I had the the right idea, but I love yeah. that it, you also brought in the, you know, bringing prosperity to their clients to that extra level. That's yeah. so important. <laughs> That's yeah. why we all do what we do, right? Like we want exactly. our clients to succeed. So. Exactly.
1: And yeah, so it's not just like about the monetary success, but it's also like, you know, providing services that actually like benefit the business and providing accounting services that are, that are conducive to success and thriving because just doing your bookkeeping or just doing your taxes when you have to, because you have to, um, to me, isn't my definition of success or thriving. It's using your numbers and your accounting to really drive business decisions.
0: Yeah. That's, that's so, so important. I know, bookkeeping and accounting and all that stuff has been such a struggle for me I think it took Mm -hmm. like I mean I I hired a bookkeeper and I've been working with him and I'll probably like reach out to him once or twice a year when I really am struggling with something or I've messed something up and it's just like far beyond my (laughs) intelligence but now I like I did my books yesterday like mm-hmm. I got everything up to date. I reconciled and I kind of love it now. Like, yeah, it's fun. I get to see all the numbers. I know what's going on. Mm-hmm. I know like what I'm capable of, you know, investing in the next couple yeah. months. It's, it's empowering. Yeah, it
1: really is to like accounting is the bloodline of your business because cash is how everything in your business is going to operate. And so it's so important to like keep the pulse of your business by doing that routine sort of you know, monthly review. And, you know, for some businesses of a smaller scale, quarterly makes sense. And then for other businesses of a bigger scale, like, you know, you should be keeping on top of things biweekly for sure.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So in terms of the visual side of your brand, Mm. so your your logo and your social media posts and like all that stuff, what what is the thought process behind the, the visuals for you? Yeah.
1: So it was really fun um, when I started my business and I'm sure, I don't know if you do something similar in your program, but uh, the program I did with my friend, Shannon, um, she presented like the colors and what they mean. And yeah. so kind of like deciding to pick brand colors. Um, and I love the color green. It's my favorite color, but green in accounting is so common. And <laughs> so blah. yeah, I <laughs> yeah. was like, well, I was Um <laughs> So I settled on like a blue and brown color theme, uh, but I found that the colors I were using felt really like, um, I don't know. They just reminded me too much of my bedspread from the early 2000s. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I feel like everyone had like a bedspread spread spread with like either pink or green or blue and that very like chocolate brown. Oh yeah. Oh (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so when I was kind of developing my brand's mission, which is, you know, to provide modern businesses and modern entrepreneurs with accessible accounting support, it was important for me to kind of modernize my color palette. Um, So now we have some more like, you know, modern beiges and like a really deep navy, almost black to kind of supplement sort of that modern style. Mm -hmm. Um, and then my logo is actually a jade plant, um, which again symbolizes prosperity and success. So I still wanted that like natural element uh without going green. So I did like a little um uh, plant logo and then really simple, you know, uh a serif sans font. I think a sans font, like without the frilly details. Yeah, just, sans serif. Yeah. 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 Just really plain font. Um because I didn't, yeah, I wanted to keep my marketing materials really simple and clean um, so that it wouldn't add confusion or distraction to the actual content of it, which can be a little harder to grasp.
0: Yeah. Your your brand and the the visuals that you showcase are very simple um, and super professional and super oh, modern. Thank you. Which yeah. I think is it's different from a lot of like uh, people who do accounting and bookkeeping. Mm-hmm. They're they don't even most of them don't even have logos. <laughs> like they don't yeah. care. A lot of them aren't even on Instagram. You know, like they're not yeah. very hip. So I think it's important to to stand out in that way. And you do such a good Thank job. You. And I know that when I went to your page, I was like, oh, this is like a warm, inviting, like but still professional and, and modern human that I'd be awesome. With,
1: so. Oh my God. I'm so glad modern was like coming to mind for you. Oh absolutely. Because I think that's really like where I'm going with it is modern because the old ways of doing accounting uh are past. They don't yeah. work for the modern business owner. Um traditional accounting is expensive and time consuming and you have to go through a big firm with like lots of overhead and so for me it was really about like how can i help people where they are now and help the modern entrepreneur so i'm glad that that's that's landing
0: oh heck yeah it definitely uh, is so awesome nice yeah i love
1: <laughs> thank you i love um design and stuff like that and unlike you know i like to think i'm a very creative person um so I enjoy that aspect of creating the brand assets and redoing them all the time. I saw your post today about it and I was like, I can't redo my logo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, that's awesome. So I'm curious, what what brought you into accounting and bookkeeping mm. and this side? Like what, right. what made you go to that direction? For Yeah.
1: So there were definitely like two parts of me growing up, the very creative, performative, you know, artistic and expressionistic part of me, and then very like rigid and structured, and this is the way we have to do things. Um, so I really, yeah, I really loved math growing up and like the structure of math, but like the fun creativity of the puzzle. Um, and so I actually worked at Market Basket. I don't know if you're oh, familiar. Yeah. So I worked at Market Basket and I actually worked, it's a grocery store chain for yeah. <laughs> those of you who aren't from uh, like Eastern New England. But I actually worked in the courtesy booth, which was like the mm. customer service desk where we would sell cigarettes and do like lottery tickets and returns. Mm. But the main part of our job was balancing the uh, cash registers. So like counting every single penny that came in, every credit card receipt and making sure they reconciled so that if money was missing, we could go to the cashier and be like, where's the $20 $20 at? Yeah. And so from there, it seems really natural to go into accounting. Um, My dad is a PhD in chemistry, so he's very much, let's go, yeah, traditional uh, job routes. So not necessarily into design, but he did say that everyone would always need an accountant. And so that really stuck to me of like job stability and job longevity. Um, Yeah. So that's kind of like why I chose to go into accounting. Um, And with my back, my math background, it was really natural. Um, The turning points from like, you know deciding what to major in. And then like going into professionally is I had an internship in Boston that I hated because it was so <laughs> terrible. I commuted four hours every day to go to this job where they oh didn't God. even have like enough work for us to do.
0: The worst. And so,
1: yeah. And so after I graduated, I was like, Oh, I'm not working there. I'm moving across the country to Denver and I'll just work in accounting from there. So I got a job there. And then in 2020, the accounting firm I was at was acquired by the accounting firm where I had my internship. Oh my God. And so, yeah. And so it was this moment of, wow, I'm back in the same exact spot I was just like across four the country. Years ago. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, oh, so I always kind of knew that like traditional corporate work, while the structure was really conducive for me to be successful. Um, I knew it wasn't for me long-term because I wanted more time freedom and location freedom. Mm-hmm. And so once I was back at the same firm, it was really a moment of, Oh, I have to make a bigger change than just yeah. doing this thing at a different place. I have to do a different thing <laughs> on my own. <laughs> and right. so that's really kind of like what started my, what really cataly- catalyzed my business.
0: It's funny because I interviewed another person who moved from Massachusetts to Denver. She's a graphic designer um, mm-hmm. and she, I guess she lost her job during the pandemic, mm, yeah. but she had a similar realization. Like I'm doing the same exact thing at like a very similar place, just mm-hmm. in a different location. <laughs>
1: like, yeah. The location expecting... change
0: wasn't enough.
1: <laughs> yeah. It was definitely helpful um, moving away from kind of the East coast, fast paced mentalities yeah. to more of a relaxed. Oh Um, yeah, you know Midwest West Coast vibe was definitely helpful, but once we'd been acquired by the big company again,
0: it was like (laughs) right back to square one. (laughs) Of course. So what what is a pet peeve that you have about your industry?
1: So i I think what bothers me the most about my industry is it's how inaccessible it is. Yeah. And it's inaccessible in a couple of ways. First, um, like financial information is gate kept from the average person. And so okay. a lot of people, if you don't have specialized training in accounting or finance or money, um, you're really not set up to succeed as much as someone who does have that training. Um, and so, like all the jargon and that sort of thing, and just how how complicated and difficult it is to do your own research on these topics. So um, hard because that information's not there. Like I remember doing my schoolwork in college, and my friends could just like Google their answers, and I was like, "How am I <laughs> supposed to Google how to uh, like depreciate or appreciate an intangible asset and like all this stuff?" It was it, so it's really not accessible to learn on your own.
0: Right. And there's and so I, many factors, right? Right.
1: Yeah. And, but I think the problem is that uh, the accounting industry and some other, you know, accountants in my industry love to use that as a fear tactic um, mm-hmm. and love to, you know, it's like, oh, you need to hire a accounting professional. And it's like, yes, I would love to. I don't have a thousand dollars to give them every month. Totally. Um, and so I think that what... The, the pet peeve I have in my industry is the lack of accessibility. And so that's what I'm trying to do to change the industry is to provide more accessibility um, and to actually provide tangible advice that you can use um, you know without sort of spending too much time researching or you know making mistakes or worse of all, just ignoring it because it's too complicated.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes it's just a matter of hiring someone in the beginning to like set you up for success and be like, yeah. this is what you need to do. These are the things you need to look out for. And then mm-hmm. let's, you know, you try to do this on your own or like, I'll provide these tools for you. And then let's check in a few months down the road. Like that's sometimes all you need. It doesn't have yeah. to be thousands and thousands a month or a year. Right. Just to, you don't have to hire someone to be with you constantly, right. which I think yeah. is good.
1: Yeah. Like you don't have to hire someone to incorporate your business and find your EIN for hundreds of dollars because both of those processes can take 30 minutes. If you just like if you just know like what website to go to and, you know, what you know what information to put in it, it's all just your address and stuff like that. So there is a lot more than I think people can do on their own before they actually need to outsource it to some for someone to do it for them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you bring up such a good point about like Googling things. I'm in the Mm -hmm. process of trying to buy a house and we were looking at homes that were like way out of our budget because we didn't think to think about like taxes and utilities Mm -hmm. and like all these other things on top of the monthly mortgage price. You know what I mean? So like until we actually sat down and did the math and like had help from our resources, like we didn't know that. So, so many right. people go through life being like, I read this on Google and I think it's right. But having mm-hmm. that person who knows what they're talking about, be like, no, actually you have to do this too. You're like, yeah. oh, wow.
1: <laughs> yeah. And you know, that could be like a, a one hour meeting you set up with someone as opposed to prolonged, you know, engagement and working with one another.
0: Right. Yeah. I always tell people who I coach, like, just reach out to someone, just ask the question, see like what the options are like for working Mm -hmm. with them, because it might not be like, you have to sign up for a three or six month commitment. It's going to be X amount of money. They might be cool with it just being like a 45 minute zoom call. Like, yeah, unless you just try and reach out.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I found that everyone on the Instagram space wants to be super helpful. And so, you know, answering questions in the DMs and stuff like that. It's all, it doesn't hurt to ask, you know, as long as you have, as long as you're gracious.
0: Exactly. I totally Mm -hmm. agree. So speaking of Instagram, do you have trouble infusing your personal side Mm -hmm. into, you know, your business and social media or, you know, what, what is that balance like for you? Yeah. So it's
1: actually interesting that you asked that question because Over the winter, I definitely hibernated.
0: Um, Mm
1: -hmm. Like I didn't really want to be seen (laughs) or perceived (laughs) in the online space, you know? Um, And so it can be a challenge to infuse my personal life into my business, um, especially in the early phase when you're trying to like identify your purpose and how you fit into that. And so, now it's a little more organic to kind of share personal things. Um with clients I never have an issue sharing personal things. I'm a pretty You're open so book. I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty open book. Um but when it comes to like, you know, kind of being personal online and on social media, I think it's more about being personal to yeah, create that relationship and that yeah. comfort. Um that people feel like they do know you online. And especially as someone who deals with such a touchy subject, like numbers that requires a lot of integrity and confidentiality Mm -hmm. and trust. Um, it's really important that I build that. So whenever I do share something personal, it's more along the lines of how does this, um, you know, further my relationships with my clients and how does it kind of, you know, show them that, I'm also a human mm-hmm. on this you know plane of earth and figuring out business and entrepreneurship like they all are. Um, I just have a specific specialty and lens through which I perceive business, whereas you have your specific specialty and lens through which you perceive business. Um, so yeah, it's just about being authentic in myself um, but yeah, keeping that sort of professional, the professional feel.
0: Yeah. I found that especially difficult in the beginning of building my business. I'm heading into, well, I'm in the middle of year five, which is crazy. Oh Wow.
1: That's amazing.
0: Thanks. Yeah. it It's crazy. But I look back on like the first, even like two years, mm-hmm. I was trying to come off as a person that was different than who I was. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't completely being fake or anything, but right. I was like doing my hair and like wearing makeup and like dressing oh, yeah. up and like just overselling Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: I don't know I feel like now that I'm further along I'm like people don't really care about that they want to see you for you and they want to see your quirks and Mm
1: -hmm. like
0: they even want to see like your weaknesses and your strengths they want to know that you're human like you said so yeah absolutely um, I definitely feel like I I do a better job of being authentic now but in the beginning I was like I want to be super professional I want people to think that Mm -hmm. like I, I know everything and I don't have to ask right. questions and, and all that stuff. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. That's definitely like how I was kind of feeling the first couple months where it was like, you know, cause everyone talks about being an authority in the space.
0: Yes. And yes. it's
1: like, there's so much, I don't know about accounting Of course. And like, yeah, like anything else. Um, And so it's kind of like, I don't have to be like, the PCAOB or the SEC or the IRS. I don't have to be kind of like the government agency who knows all these things. I have to be the bridge between the two, between mm-hmm. like a person and and these complex topics. And so, yeah, for me, it was really about kind of figuring out. It was a lot of like, who was I in the corporate world? Like, who mm-hmm. was I? at work there? And who am I now that I can define those core values, those business values for myself? And so I've really been able to kind of relax into relax into that and yeah, just kind of be more authentic that way.
0: Yeah. And I would so much rather be on Zoom with you as you oh, yeah. than <laughs> like an accountant who's like stuffy and trying to play a part. <laughs> Right. Oh yeah! If like you want yeah. to enjoy the experience, both ways. Absolutely, especially
1: because it's not you know
0: it's not a, the most fun.
1: <laughs> yeah, like you get to. I'm sure you know your clients are so excited to work with you because they're like, oh my gosh, we get to create all these amazing brand assets, and I get to like really show my vision to the world. And it's clients come to work with me because they have to, <laughs> yeah.
0: or they're so stressed like, about something. Yeah, or yeah. there's a
1: problem. Um, and so right. yeah, it's really great to be able to kind of you know get to work with clients authentically and be able to be super candid about their experiences um and then what we need to do to work on it while still being super relaxed and comfortable because at the end of the day like it's just money it's not your life it's not your health it's not your well-being it's just it's just some money and where there is money there'll
0: be more so exactly i totally agree with that so what has been one of the biggest struggles for you mm. in your career so far?
1: Yes. Yeah. So this is interesting because um, when I, so I, my background is in auditing and not in tax. Okay. And so what auditing is, is basically you're making sure that businesses said that they have as much money as they said they have.
0: That's what everyone um, stresses out about <laughs> Right. getting on it. So,
1: yeah, yeah. But I was doing a, like financial statement audits where, like, okay. um, certain businesses, if they have debt with the bank, the bank requires them to do an audit so that they're within compliance right. um, and they're basically that their business is healthy enough to have the debt. Um, but yeah, so like, everyone would always ask me, Oh, like, how are taxes going? Like, how's tax season? And it's like, I don't work in taxes. <laughs>
0: It's such a broad industry and people are always like, oh, it's taxes.
1: (laughs) Right. And so I have a lot of people always asking me like, oh, do you do this? Can you do this? What about this? What do you think about this? And then even like business money and then personal finance and Mm -hmm. like budgeting and all that stuff. And so there's a lot of skills that I have and skills that I can develop. So for me, the biggest struggle has been knowing like okay like what skills do I actually want to develop what services do I actually want to offer how do I actually want to help people because there's so many ways that I could Mm -hmm. but it's spreading myself too thin across the plane of all the things I could do so that's really been tough is learning like which clients make sense to work with and which clients maybe don't and sure I could charge for this but like is that work going to drain me and like
0: you know yeah. that
1: sort of thing. So that's been a challenge of mine.
0: That's good that you're even thinking about that six months in, because I feel like for the first two, even two, three years, I was doing work that I probably shouldn't have. Like I just didn't enjoy it or yeah. it wasn't something that I specialized in. Like I wasn't the right person for like, Website design projects. Right, like, I hate doing websites, and I would still take them on, and I would dread them, and I would hate mm-hmm. them. And it's not the client's fault. Like, yeah, I shouldn't have taken them on at all. So, in any industry, it's better to focus on a few things instead of doing yeah. everything. But I still find yeah. myself taking on thing- things, things because I'm like, oh, this person would be so fun to work with. Right, like, right, it's a yeah. Constant battle. Yeah,
1: it's definitely hard to like say no to people when you want to help them and you know that you could do a really good job even if you wouldn't enjoy it as much you know right um like oh I know I could execute this really well for them but is it worth kind of the other trade-offs I have to do when taking on new clients so yeah that's been that's been a struggle
0: (laughs) yeah absolutely and everyone in any industry struggles with that so Mm -hmm. for sure so we're moving into the weird questions (laughs) oh I'm ready I'm ready (laughs) So if you were a car, what car would you be? So this question cracks me
1: up because I'm a Toyota RAV4.
0: <laughs> me too. No you way. have one or no? Or I no. One.
1: So bad. Oh,
0: I have one. I oh love my RAV4. <laughs>
1: it's so funny because like, it's like, I'm a little sporty and yep. you can like put, how do I say this? um like I have a big trunk so you can store a lot of different things in it and I'm also like you know like a regular passenger car but it's it makes me laugh because it's so practical it's like accessible right exactly it's like very much like an accountant's car I don't know you know what I mean yeah it's not like oh like I'm a jeep or um, I'm a tesla it's like no I'm a (laughs) Rav4.
0: I love that answer and I I feel like I'm a Rav4 for, for the same the same reasons. Like I'm a designer so I'm creative, but I would describe my design style as more technical. Like I like mm-hmm. the, the boring jobs that most designers don't like to do. Like I still like doing yeah. logos and stuff, but I also do like a ton of page layout that's like mm-hmm. copying and pasting and just not the most exciting stuff. Yeah, um, so I mean, I, I love Excel, like, so I get it. Yeah, like I feel like that's a perfect car for someone who's like very technical and loves problem solving and mm-hmm. stuff like that. It's versatile. Yeah, And it's like, yeah,
1: it's a versatile car and like you can still whip around in it and
0: yeah. Yeah, you can go off-roading if you have to. It's not meant right. for that, but- <laughs> But you could do it. You could definitely do it, yeah. Good answer. So along the same lines, when was the last time someone said, wow that's so on brand for oh, you yeah, yeah. or um, that's so you something like that
1: yeah i think anytime i use an excel spreadsheet to plan <laughs> who's bringing what to a potluck it's like when <laughs> yeah. my virgo rising comes out the most um <laughs> yeah i use excel all the time um i'm trying to think of like other on brand things for me
0: do you prefer um, excel over like google sheets oh, are yeah. they interchangeable no excel you Fair can do enough. more in right.
1: <laughs> um, there's like one specific hot key which is like just pressing different keys to use like the functions instead of using your mouse
0: uh-huh. um
1: and it's h it's all hdr to delete a row um Ooh. and google won't let you do it if you like start typing that stuff in like a whole pop-up comes up and it's just like such a pain <laughs> so yeah uh Excel's way better um i also love microsoft's um this will, this will actually crack you up. So when I was like looking to like change, kind of like modernize my brand colors, um, there's a theme in Microsoft world, word in Excel called metropolitan. And those are my brand colors. (laughs) (laughs) I literally use
0: that to like pick the colors. Um, That's awesome. Why make life difficult when you can make it easy, right?
1: (laughs) Right. Exactly. It's like Microsoft did the work for me. Um, but yeah, anytime I'm pretty frugal. So I love shopping secondhand. And whenever Mm -hmm. someone's like, oh my gosh, where'd you get that? I'm always like the thrift store. And so that's pretty on brand. Um, (laughs) but yeah, usually when it revolves around organization,
0: I'm I'm your girl. (laughs) Excel equals Jocelyn.
1: (laughs) I mean literally though. Yeah. It's so funny. I have clients that I, you know, I do like we were doing a meeting and I was like doing stuff in Excel and they were like, Oh my gosh, you're so good at using Excel. And to me, I think we forget that our skills, we have more skills than we think we do because you live with them every day. Um, And so to me it was like, Oh yeah, like I am good at Excel. I forgot that other people literally never touch it. (laughs)
0: Like I, I only use it for one of my clients and it's for an investment company and they're very data heavy. So I have to make like charts and stuff. And I, I open Excel and I'm like, what do, how do I do this? <laughs> and I'm pretty good at technology. Like I use yeah. Photoshop and InDesign, Illustrator, and like a bunch of different other programs mm-hmm. every day. But open Excel or Word, and like yeah. people people ask me to like design things in Word and PowerPoint, and I'm like, I cannot. No. <laughs> like, no. no, thank you.
1: No, I don't even use PowerPoint to do like my slides. I use Canva.
0: Canva is where it's at for PowerPoint. Oh, it is. I agree. yeah. <laughs> glad you agree because you're such a Microsoft nerd oh yeah it's a totally different beast mm-hmm. So tell me a childhood story mm. that is on brand for you So
1: when I was younger
0: um you know how you get like your Halloween
1: candy and then your Christmas candy and then your Valentine's candy and then <laughs> your Easter candy right yeah I used to um ration my candy to last. <laughs> until the next holiday oh so I would God. never be out be without chocolate for like six months and so that's my introduction to budgeting um that's and, crazy <laughs> yeah I used to stockpile my chocolate um yeah and then when I was little I used to like go through the Toys R Us catalogs and the American Girl Dog catalogs and write out how much everything cost and add it up so I could see if I could buy it with like my holiday money and stuff and like pick out which stuff was like it. So I think kind of those like money, my young money uh mind was slowly developing and it's totally on brand.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. I had like, I mean, my parents were they they were good and they made me work and like I knew the value mm-hmm. of a dollar. But I feel like up until like age 15 before I worked, I had like no knowledge. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. I was like rationing my Christmas money and know I would give some to my parents for college and stuff like that but yeah always seeing when I could get the next American Girl at all outfit (laughs) because those things were expensive.
0: (laughs) Oh I know we I didn't even have one because my mom was Mm -hmm. like that's crazy.
1: (laughs) Yeah yeah it's crazy.
0: I I bought a lot of toys when I was a kid and that money wish I hadn't (laughs) now I know seriously you know the other day I because I use Spotify but I accidentally Mm -hmm. opened Apple and I was looking at my music and I was like I can't believe I spent like this much money on like 99 cent songs like that's so crazy
1: I had so many webkins it wasn't even funny
0: (laughs) (laughs) the good old days the good old days (laughs) for real all right last question so when i say the funniest thing you've ever witnessed what comes Mm -hmm. to mind oh okay (laughs) you seem stressed well this is
1: i (laughs) in true account in virgo in rising fashion i prepared um (laughs) except for this one uh so now i'm stressed about it
0: well if you Um, if you have any funny story even if it's a recent i'm trying
1: to think about so i was on a bachelorette party this weekend
0: Um, (laughs) oh God, (laughs) which, yeah. So there's
1: funny stories there. I think it was, um, the last night, have you ever, I don't know if you've ever been to one, but they were doing like a little scavenger hunt to like get phone numbers or, you know, like kiss bald heads or (laughs) get like piggyback rides. And so watching the girls have fun doing that was definitely, was definitely really fun.
0: Um, so fun. We had to do one of those in college for, our new student mentor like orientation mm. leader training and mm-hmm. they had planned out this like extravagant scavenger hunt and it literally took us like 5 hours oh, it was like gosh. midnight <laughs> and the leaders were like you got to stop but you got to go home like this yeah. is way too much we were like we'd like saw like a rubik's cube like it was oh my god insane yours <laughs> yeah. probably was more fun <laughs> yeah a little
1: more relaxed of an environment um but yeah that was pretty funny.
0: Yeah, what what is your sense of humor usually like? Like, what, what makes you laugh? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I don't know if you've been keeping up with uh, the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp trial.
0: A little uh, bit, yeah. But
1: Amber Turd, classic. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so funny.
1: So, like, very goofy, silly, um,
0: quick-witted. You know, like, easy, easy That's humor.
1: The Yeah, like, I don't have to I don't want to think about trying to laugh. So
0: I know my friends who are good at coming up with puns. I'm like, how does your brain work that fast? Yeah, yeah I'm <laughs> not, not me. <laughs> yeah, not not my style. I like the, the weird stuff or animals. Animals make me laugh. Mm, yeah. <laughs> animals are very funny. My dog is hilarious he's such a character yeah what is it a German shepherd or is it the one mm-hmm. that looks like a German? okay
1: <laughs> yeah he is a German shepherd but he uh he's like black and beige like yeah, my he's brand beautiful
0: <laughs> <laughs> on brand for you oh yeah <laughs> I love when you come on stories and he's like barking or playing with a toy and you're like oh, oh yeah. he's just hanging out <laughs> yeah I think
1: that's kind of like to go back to how to be authentic on social media is like yeah like You don't have to take seven takes you know you stumble over a word a little bit it's fine just move on it's not worth the energy to try and dehumanize yourself so much that you're just
0: yeah you're not we're not
1: robots (laughs) organic the energy you can
0: totally tell when something is like super scripted too you're like Mm -hmm. oh they're reading off something
1: (laughs) yeah it's like their eye wanders
0: (laughs) yeah it's weird i totally agree with that Well, thanks so much for, for a, coming on here. Thank you for here. having me. It
1: was such yeah, a blast. Good
0: to, yeah, good to, to see you again. Spent a little oh, bit. Yeah? Um, I want to give you time to, you know, promote anything you want to promote Ooh. or, um, you know, tell people where to connect with you. And I'll put everything in the show notes so you don't have to like okay. spell anything or anything like that.
1: Okay, cool. So you can follow me on Instagram at prosperity underscore accounting. Um, I'm currently, I currently have just launched, uh, a taking care of business template trio. It's designed for beginner entrepreneurs who are just starting their businesses or who have side hustles and full-time income to help kind of manage the accounting obligation of business ownership. Um, so you can, you know, that's just on my, you can just go straight to my Instagram and then the link in my bio will take you directly to the templates.
0: They're awesome.
1: Um, Yeah, yeah, they're very, I hope, you know, I think they're very easy to use and super accessible, Google Sheets and Excel compatible. I'm not going to be biased towards (laughs) one platform because no one needs to buy Microsoft Office if you don't have to. Um, And then, yeah, I actually am taking on one or two bookkeeping clients. So if that would be a good fit for anyone listening, you can reach out to me on Instagram and we can set up a meeting.
0: And you work with QuickBooks. Is there anything else that, yes. that you work with? or Yeah. So I do my bookkeeping through QuickBooks. Okay, cool. Good to know. And your templates are great for people who aren't really quite ready for QuickBooks, right? right. Yeah.
1: Because, yeah, you know, QuickBooks can be super expensive and confusing and difficult to manage. And so um, the Excel templates really kind of take all of that user interface complication out of the equation. So you can really kind of just get down to your numbers and know what those are. I actually used, um, I did bookkeeping for one of my boyfriend's businesses using the templates all last year and it went super well.
0: Oh, that's awesome. So it's tested with a real life business people. Oh yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Accountant tested and approved.
0: (laughs) Awesome. That's great. So yeah, I highly recommend giving Jocelyn a follow. Love, love seeing you on the gram. Thank
1: you. And
0: yeah, if you need bookkeeping and accounting help, definitely reach out. I'm your girl. (laughs) Yes. So thank you so, so much again for coming on here. Thank you. And yeah, we'll we'll chat soon, I'm sure. Yeah, I'll see you online. Yes. All right. Bye. Bye. (laughs)